Apparently there have been layoffs and maybe I could just add this back. Is that uh, even news at this point? Like more? <laughs> well, it, it's, it's a specific companies, right? And so we're going to cover like three articles today about various layoffs happening in the industry. The first is at Pixelberry. And I mean, I think this is just, you know, we talked about this before on previous podcasts, but a lot of this does seem to be the result of the end of Zerp, the COVID boost in gaming. We've kind of talked about this before. And the first article that we cover has to do with Pixelberry, as you can kind of see on the screen here. They have, and I don't think they have announced layoffs, but based upon LinkedIn news, it was, I, I think that Pocket Gamer picked up on this and, and Nexon kind of confirmed that a number of layoffs have happened at the studio. For those of you who aren't familiar with Pixelberry, they're the studio most known for a game called Choices, Stories You Choose. It's like the kind of like the dating sim type of like a narrative based game that actually has historically done really well. Mm -hmm. We also talked about, previously we, we talked about a, a story covering Owen Mahoney, who was a former CEO of Nexon who recently departed and so I actually personally know a couple of the folks over at Pixelberry. So Carissa, the CEO, and Steve Pally, who runs Story Loom, which is one of their uh, new products. And I will say that I think that both of them are, you know, really good, good guys, high character. So I do think that if layoff happened at Pixelberry, it was certainly not due to bad intentions or lack of effort. And as far as this article is concerned, it suggests that the layoffs will affect various roles spanning from QA staff and producers to artists and programmers. So it seems like it's a little bit across the board. And there's a quote from one of the folks laid off, someone, an engineering manager named Paige Lowe, who said, I found out I'm going to be laid off along with a lot of great people at Pixelberry. I'll be looking for engineering manager opportunity, but I'll also be sharing some of their posts. So... Anyway, it does seem like it's a little bit of a rough time for, you know, we've been talking about layoffs for what sounds like weeks, but there's, there's that. And unfortunately, I think in 2024, as we have mentioned before, there's likely more coming. So the next article, and let me kind of shift to that one, is this one where Google lays off a thousand plus employees in stealth as AI takes on the workload. And so... The key focus of this article was to suggest that Google has been sort of quietly laying off a number of employees, kind of like hundreds at a time. The employees were primarily in ad sales, hardware, AR, and YouTube. This is basically, they're, they're talking about just this month, literally after the new year in January. But kind of like the claim here is that they feel that AI is going to be taking over a lot of jobs. And they mentioned that in December, a bunch of ad sales folks were let go. And during that time, there was a lot of concern about AI taking over more jobs at Google. So while the headline is focused on AI, I felt like just kind of reading through this, at least the current layoffs here in January is not necessarily because of AI. It seemed like it was more of a restructuring just to try and right the ship and things of that nature. But they also mentioned a leaked internal memo from Google CEO Sundar Pichai, who mentioned, you know, we have ambitious goals and we'll be investing in our big priorities this year. The reality is that to create the capacity for this investment, we have to make tough choices. And so I don't think that these were necessarily AI related, but I do think that this will be a growing trend. I, I just don't feel that AI, at least 
from what I've been using AI for is quite there to eliminate a bunch of jobs yet. So this is a little bit more potentially just kind of, you know, just a headline grabber here. But I do think that over time, they're, you know, just based upon what I'm seeing, and I don't know how much you've played with AI, Arthur. Oh, but it's been helping me with some math problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do think that there will definitely be an impact to a number of jobs. Um, and I think for me, what based upon what I'm seeing, I think it's likely going to start with artists. I'm already starting to see some other functions as well, like some junior producer functions. There's like some data analysis that you can now do using AI and things like that. But I think that for now, I don't think there's a lot, at least my feeling in terms of the game development industry, there is much impact except for maybe our artists. And I, but I do think, again, it'll likely get bigger over time. Right. And I do agree with you reading through this article as well. It seems to be just a headline grabber type of situation because mm -hmm. I do have a few friends at Google. Actually, I have a lot of friends at Google, oddly enough. So one of them that explained to me, it's not just pure layoffs. Like another one had his position terminated, but he was offered 90 days to find a new internal transfer at Google. So he's not mm. fully laid off. So take these articles, especially from Alphabet Inc. with a grain of salt because they are more so restructuring rather than just firing people outright. Okay. And let's see here. Yeah. And so then we have from gamesindustry.biz, there is this article that talks about how behavior has laid off 45 employees. Most of them are at the Montreal studio. And so while this isn't like a big part of the overall workforce, I think that this is according to the article about 3% of the global workforce. I think most, if not all the staff were from Montreal. And for me, I think the bigger question I have is more concern about potentially the big push in Canada and Montreal from, I don't know if you remember from a couple of years back, but there, there was like this big push around work-life balance, right? which is a sensitive topic and not to say that people shouldn't have work-life balance or things of that, of that nature. But I do think that Montreal in particular, there was a big push by like Ubisoft and some studios there to reduce working hours to less than eight hours a day, also to move from a five-day work week to a four-day work week. And so the big question I have is like, if we are in an age of efficiency from you know, the previous age of excess, you know, can we continue, can Western studios continue to be as competitive in, in the long-term? Now, you still have these Chinese studios, right? Like whether it's game science, Tencent Studios, Lilith, MiHoYo, most most famously, you've got you've got these guys working nine nine six, like nine a.m. to nine p.m. six days a week. That they're a dramatically they're dramatically cheaper than these Montreal and Canada based studios. And so for me, like while this is kind of like a smaller layoff focused in Montreal, I do feel like when it comes to Canada. It's, you know, we may, <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of feel like Canada, they've got tax credits and things like that, which kind of helps them out, but hopefully they'll be okay. And, but I do, and I do think this is an area where AI, if the technology does develop more and can help a lot of these, you know, if you have talent that is more creative 
and able to get more done using leveraging AI, where that may actually help them to remain competitive against like, you know, kind of these Chinese studios that are spending a hundred million plus dollars a year and, you know, basically working nine, nine, six. Exactly. And I think I, I grouped a, a fourth article here that you had put in, Arthur. You want to talk about that? Yeah. One? So as Jake mentioned, Google has layoffs. And of course, that included the subsidiary of YouTube with YouTube Gaming. And this subsequently led to the chief of YouTube Gaming, Leo Olib. Sorry if I completely butchered that. But he was amongst many, many seniors even at the YouTube Gaming Division laid off, which I believe was 100 total at the Gaming Division. And evidently, according to some talks, there's just purely no one in charge of YouTube gaming at the moment. There's been no comments from Google slash YouTube. Um, and it's crazy because this guy is like a pure senior. He was a senior at Facebook, now known as Meta, uh, senior global director for game partnerships. Um, so there's just an uncertain future of YouTube gaming without any leadership then it might just be completely dismantled as we know google was restructuring and despite youtube gaming having records that they like you know led especially with grand thought six's trailer breaking 93 million views in a day they are completely seems like axing the entire subsidiary division yeah you know i i don't know but does it do you think it makes a difference whether there is like a head of gaming at youtube i mean i know you know, it, it doesn't, I don't know, may, maybe the the kind of like platform wars are over. Maybe YouTube's fine. Maybe you don't need like somebody kind of in charge of like getting people to go onto YouTube, just given, you know, the, the just the, the the attractiveness of the platform itself. But I guess I so. I guess so. But like we covered a few episodes ago about how Twitch, people are leaving off of Twitch for YouTube Live. But now we have that new player kick, I believe it's called. It's becoming very popular. Okay. Um, so I still think there's a little bit of like rivalries when it comes to streaming platforms specifically, because it's all about the money in the end of things. 